Pandemonium Reigns. Pandemonium Reigns, Orange Cast Edition. We're going to talk Citrus Bowl, Iowa, Tennessee. Spurrier once said, can't spell citrus without UT, and I just made all the volunteer friends cringe. Sorry, I love you guys. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Dan. He's Mike. This is Pandemonium Reigns. This is an orange cast. Man, it's Nico time in Tennessee. But whoa, whoa, whoa. Or is it? Or is it? Because Gaston Moore got more snaps on the year than Nico, did he not? He did. Did he He did. He did. And I don't know why. And I also, I think that Nico could be whatever he's going to be if he took zero snaps this year. You know, a traditional <laughs> red shirt, not a four-game red shirt. Uh, I think he could be whatever he's going to be without him. Look at the number of snaps that your last seven Heisman winning quarterbacks got as, as true freshmen. Some of them got a few. Some of them got none. Some of them got plenty because they had to play. It doesn't matter. If that's all in the past now because it is Nico Tom in Tennessee whether you like Joe Milton, whether you couldn't stand Joe Milton, that era is over. Oh, uh, yeah. I think he, I think he was a tremendous teammate. I think he was good for the universe because I don't think it would have been good to roll a twelve-game schedule without him this year sure. with Nico or Gaston Moore. I don't think yeah. that was good. Uh, you know, I appreciate his efforts, but I think they got better each year. You know what I mean? I think his effort sure. got better each year. I think he was an outstanding teammate. I uh, appreciate him. But I'm ready for Nico Tom. Let's go. Yeah. You know, I'm glad that you started that off with Joe because uh, I think overall I'm appreciative of Joe and I think you nailed it. Great teammate. We discovered in hindsight that Hooker covered up a lot like Dobbs did for Butch, you know, a multitude of sins. I'm not saying that Hooker covered hypo sins, but just Hooker was able to mask, you know, or at least able to make up for an atrocious defense. He was just able, you know, so much. Which leads me to Joe. Joe never won you a game, but Joe never lost you a game either. He just was, he was just the quarterback of the University of Tennessee. It's, that's, that's the best way I know to say it. It's the only way I know to say it. He just was. Joe, in hindsight, 229 completions on the year, 2,800 yards. That's good for 64.7 completion percentage, 20 touchdowns, five picks. I would, Going into the season, I probably would have predicted that. I think I would have told you 22 and 7, 22 and 21 and 4, something around that line, but he ends up with, with 20 and 5. Nonetheless, it's over. If I'm him, excuse me, I don't agree with his decision. I don't think it's what's best for him. I think he needs to play. I think he needs to better his case. You know, maybe it's hypo in his ear saying, listen, man. Listen to the genius inside of me. Go do something amazing at a pro day. Go do something amazing at the combine where you launch the ball 120, and they're going to salivate over you. You know, don't play. I don't know. I think it was in his best interest to play because at the end of the day, if you're if you're a GM, a head coach in the NFL, you're looking how does he perform in games? I want to kind of kind of kind of gamer he is, not how far yeah. he can throw it. So I, I want to just. I think I think the best case would have been for him to play, but I don't think it's just to play. I think he needed to have a great game for this, for this to benefit him. I just want to speak to this before we moved on. Sorry to interrupt you, You're fine. Uh, but I think he needed to have a great game for it to really impact his status. Without you know having a great pro day, a combine, yeah. I'm sure he'll get the invite. He's going to the Senior Bowl. He's going to have a great opportunity down there. I yeah. don't think him going out and having 
you know, 50% completion percentage. And look, and the reason I'm saying these things are not just him. They're not just the offensive line. They're not just the receiver play that we've got. It's mm-hmm. just the offense and what it's been this year. And I yes. don't think this matchup is conducive for really our offense to look anything like it, its peak performance. Not that we've really seen that this year. I think it could be a struggle. Uh, I think we'll win. I think, look, spoiler, I think we'll win the game. I think we should win the game. But I don't think it's going to look anything like our offense just gliding up and down the field. I think it's going to be a labored win. The run game is going to have to do a lot without Jabari Small and uh, Jalen Wright for sure. But I don't think it would have benefited him to to go out there and have a mediocre or an average performance. So from that aspect, I kind of get it. I always want to see the guys play. I'm always on that side. But I do get it because the last thing, he has to have a great pro day. He has to have a good combine. He has to go make connections at the Senior Bowl. He can't have a broken leg or a torn ACL or be unable to perform in those situations. So I get it, but I'm never going to be in favor of it. I think that's a good point. He, if, if, if there's anything that he has to do, it's do well in this offseason and the days leading up to the draft. He needs to excel there. And if he has an injury, then, you know, very problematic. Yeah. But, you know, how many hits on the year did he take? I mean, he really wasn't hit that much. You know, I mean, it, it's it's cut down tremendously from – the start of the season, honestly, even even as the offensive line lost dudes like John Campbell with his ankle, uh, Gerald Mincy being in and out consistently. I don't know what he battled this year. And look, I'm glad he's coming back because he played some pretty good ball, at least in 2022. Uh, he played some pretty good ball, uh, even though, uh, you know, his his Juco buddy beat him out a little bit. But, um, you know, he's not taking the hits that we saw him take against UTSA and, and Florida right. and Right. I mean, he's not taking those hits as the year has gone on, so that's a little perplexing. But I guess you know he's just looking at the landscape of today's game, or maybe like you said, Hopple's saying, "Hey, you know, we appreciate what you've done. Sure, it's it's Nico time. Go do the Zach Wilson throw. Uh, go make connections <laughs> with every GM at the senior at the senior yeah. bowl, and and go be great. You know, I, I think there's so many options here. I don't think it's just Joe being. You know, I'm gonna, I'm out of here. I'm I'm done. Oh, he'll I don't probably think be so. on the sidelines. I think you'll be on the sidelines with a headset on. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping so, and I agree with you. I think so. All right. So you mentioned, you mentioned Iowa's defense and how this could be a little more stifling. Came across uh, some, well, some digging, and I have a stat, a series of stat lines that I want to throw at you, and hopefully shed a different light on this. Iowa defense. So let me go through their schedule, who they played, and that team's respective offensive ranking, where they finished offensively. Does that make sense? So this Iowa yep. defense versus the series of opponents um, that they played. Here we go. Utah State, 27th ranked offense. Iowa State, 87th ranked offense. Western Michigan, 80th ranked offense. Penn State, 62nd ranked offense. But Yeah, right, right. Michigan State, who Iowa beat 26-16, 128th offensive rank. 128th. 128th. Whew. Purdue, who they beat 20-14, to 71st. Wisconsin, 125th. Oh, my God. 125th. Minnesota, who they lost to, 12-10, to 76th. This is just crazy. Northwestern, who they beat, 10-7, to 124th. 124th. 
Rutgers, who they beat 22-0, 123rd. Illinois, 62nd. Nebraska, 117th. Michigan, 70th. Here's my point. Tennessee's offensive rank, 16. So I'm actually looking at the – I have I have an image on my phone with just the national ranking. I didn't know the teams. So that's why you saw my jaw uh-huh. hanging partially you down. You saw the tweet I, too? Yeah, I found the tweet. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. When, I, when I knew you were about to say Michigan State or I knew you were about to say Penn State at 62, uh, the Big Ten West, man, it's a beautiful thing, isn't it? Um, yeah, I, I could find better words for beautiful thing. Yeah. And also, did uh, you just say sunrises, that beautiful offense? thing, sunsets, beautiful thing, the ocean, beautiful thing, my wife's booty, beautiful thing, that not a beautiful thing. Yeah. Also, did you just say that Michigan is 70th? Michigan, 70th. Let's go re record that uh, Michigan, Alabama thing. You want <laughs> to? Just, just kidding. Just kidding. Uh, yeah, man. Look, we stack up great compared to that crap. I mean, Utah State, you know why their offense is ranked 27? Because they play teams that you're supposed to play when you're at Utah State. That's why their offense is 27. The Mountain the West Big is Ten West, yeah. yeah. The Big Ten West, and look, USC and UCLA are about to join this conference and be losing to these teams that are ranked 75th and below and 124th here and there. They're about to join this conference, and they're not going to run through it. They're about to lose some of these games, and that's yeah. going to be hilarious. Yeah, but that is a that is a disaster, man. Yeah, we, geez, that's yeah. such a disaster. There's no, there, honestly, our offense shouldn't be ranked 16th. But I think that speaks to this run game going back to Milton being just, just a guy. He's not him. He's just a guy, and and what that results in is the 16th best offense in the country. Uh huh. And that's probably Hopple's worst output. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Look at it this way. Okay. So so Iowa lost three games. They lost Penn State, they lost Minnesota, and they lost Michigan. So out of the games they won, Michigan State scored the most on them. Michigan State, the Spartans. Michigan yeah. State, 16. One, two, three, four. That's the 128th best offense in the country. Woof. And and <laughs> do you, do you think that we're good it. for 16? Do you think we're good for 16? If we're not good for 16. You got to go into the portal. Fire him. (laughs) Fire Fire him. him. Yeah. Also, not yet discussed. Iowa's offense, 130, 130? It's got to be 130. Well, is that where we're shifting? Are we ready ready to flip sides? Sorry. Sorry. I have have a comment on that. Just a thought. Just a thought in my head. So let's only when you're ready. No, that's fine. Well, so if we're going to talk about the Iowa offense, I, I think one thing that really benefits us regarding them is you, so you've got your your young Tennessee secondary guys who are going to be playing thrusted in this game right your Ricky Gibsons Jordan Thomas is probably playing I would say this man what um a great game for these guys to get started big stage national television right big game against a horrid offense. Go shine, baby. Go shine. There should be pressure from the edge at all times, with whether it's James Pierce. I don't care if it's Dom Bailey. And I'm not bashing their offensive line because it's obviously not bad. But when they drop back to pass, there should be pressure, you know, pretty much unlike things they've not seen outside of maybe Michigan, maybe yeah. Penn State. 
yeah. uh, with that schedule that they played. There should be pressure on, is Deacon Hill, is he healthy? Is he their quarterback, Deacon Hill? Deacon Hill, that's the guy. Is he healthy? I, uh, I don't know. Look, I've heard they've they've got one injured. I've heard they've got one portaling out. I don't know where in God's green earth he will transfer to when you're a part of the 130th ranked offense out of 130. Yeah. Um, but there should be pressure. There should not be a lot of speed that you're facing at those receiver positions. Now, tight ends, they can do that all right. Sure. So linebackers, inside uh, DBs and safeties, you better have to be on your game. The last thing I better see is – my man Brock for Purdue a couple years ago going off, having the game of his life. That's the last thing I better see. And look, I'm, the, Iowa does not have Aiden O'Connell <laughs> throwing him the ball. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? They don't have that. They don't have Jeff Brom on the sidelines offensively. France, uh, France is great defensively. They ain't that offensively. Um, I'm, I'm 100% with you, man. It is time for Ricky Gibson. Go show me while we brought you in, please. Gabe Judy Lolly. If you're coming back next year, show me what you're going to be bringing to the table. Uh, I'm with you, John Slaughter, Andre Turntine, I'm Jordan Thomas, all names I'm expecting to see. Um, you know, Tamara McDonald and Wesley Walker are probably two of the ones we'll miss the most, I think. But it shouldn't be felt in in a game like Iowa, in a ball game with injuries and opt-outs and things like that. Yeah. I think if you're Iowa, you, you're probably watching the Florida film, right? I mean, you're yeah, going. You got to be okay. Well, we can't. We're not Bama, okay. We don't have the firepower of Missouri, and we don't have the studs that Georgia has. So that leaves Tennessee's next loss is Florida. Okay, that might be, you know, a, 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 a blueprint that we can model. So therefore, I turn around and say, all right, if I'm Tennessee, I want to play cover one. I want to press the heck out of you, and I want to blitz the. I look. In the backfield, do your best to set up shop in the backfield. Be so aggressive and just dare them. You haven't done this all year. You're good for 240 yards per game. Your offense is the worst in its conference, and your conference has Indiana and Illinois and Nebraska and Northwestern, and you were the worst. You were the worst. I dare you. I dare you. We're we're gonna come we're gonna come after you. We're gonna run fit well, and, and when we when we know that you're in passing situations, dude, we're coming. Cover one, cover zero. You 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 better you better make a decision to make it fast. And if that's how we lose, then then that's how we lose. But do not let Iowa Florida you with these three and four yard dink and dunks. These these three yards and a cloud of dust and these long sustaining drives and and play really great defense where you force us to go three and don't allow that crap to happen. If you're on the defensive side of the ball, get there, play aggressive, and 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 let that aggressiveness start and let that mentality build off of the play call. Bro, cover one, cover zero, again, let's go. Let's ride on first down. Let's go. Oh, but we yeah. got a we got an off we got an offside. They're, they're first and five. Go get him. Cover zero. Go get him. I, I don't. Yeah. I just 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 fill all the gaps and go. I don't because yeah. can Deacon Hill really beat you? I'm mean, come on. Come Look, on, man. I was just I, when I when I clicked into the game, the first thing I noticed was not about this game. It was a video in ESPN of Jaden Daniels on the left and Joe Milton on the right, which I don't get. The next thing I noticed is that Jalen Wright is 80, 
He's 83 yards shy rushing of what Deacon Hill has passed for. And I know that Cade McNamara was supposed to be your starter. I know he got hurt. I know you're Iowa. I know all the factors. There's not a chance that he should be. There's just not. No, I mean, he absolutely should. And, and you know, we're raving about the the Iowa defense. You know, ours is not so bad. We're not, yeah, I mean, we're not honestly, bad. And, and I'm sorry, but we didn't play these offenses, the number of them, below 75, 80, 100. We didn't play two below 100 unless it was UConn. And, gosh, I mean, you know, the bye games that they also played, for the record, you know. I mean, it wasn't in conference. These offenses are better, man. Even, gosh, even South Carolina's probably got to be above 100, I would say. You'd think so. You'd think yeah, so. Yeah, I mean, come on. Our, our defense – it took a baby step. It's not 21 bad. It's not 22 bad. It took a baby step this year. It certainly got hurt in games. There's no doubt about that. Uh, but that's what happens when you don't have the offense helping you out like it like it did at times in 21, like it did all year long in 2022. Sure. That's what happens. Sure. I think at the end of this game, if 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 we've lost this, it's gonna be because we just simply shot ourselves in the foot. You know, stupid penalties, dropped passes, um, you know, Nick Nico, I about said something really dangerous just then. Nico, let me just emphasize that. Nico, you know, uh, with some mistakes here and there that are costly for whatever reason. I just don't see many cases where, and it's not even a, you know, well, they're, they're the Big Ten West. Your offense is just so bad. And We've done we've done nothing but hear about the Iowa defense. Well, statistically, they haven't really played anybody. So Very bad. I I like us. I mean, I like they wet the bed. Let me go let's see if I can't find this again. <clears throat> Thirty-one nothing loss to Penn State. Twelve ten loss to Minnesota. Twenty-six nothing loss to Michigan. You couldn't <clears throat> generate anything. And I'm not saying we're Penn State. I'm not saying we're Michigan, but we're better than Minnesota. Yeah, I mean, come on, we are. We're we're better than Minnesota. So, I uh, what's the what's the spread on this? So it dropped from eight points even to six and a half with the Milton to Nico news. I don't quite, you know, a point and a half when it's already eight. It, it is a six and a half point spread. I'm not making much of that. You're still a touchdown favorite. Uh, the crazy number is the 36 point and a half over under. Boy, we've not seen that in a Josh Hopple game in a long time, if ever. Yeah, no kidding, no kidding. So, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick us to win outright. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick us to win by by two scores. I think at least. You know, I since this game was announced, I've been thinking about wh- which is better to have: a great offense and a terrible defense, or a great defense and a terrible offense. I think the better option is to have a worse defense. If you can't score points, out of if you can't score, I mean, I started thinking back to you know, you know, some of those those, those Tennessee seasons where the the defense was okay, but we just couldn't generate anything. You know, with Jarrett Guantano or with Matt Sims. You know, where we just Ugh. couldn't generate points, but we but we defended well, and it just came to a point where the defense just couldn't hold up anymore, and the bottom fell out, and the other team just kept scoring. So give me give me a team that can score and plays average defense over a team who plays really great defense and who can't score. All day, man. I mean, think about some of the outliers, and there's not many of them because the way the sport works. 
But think about your – this is such a terrible example almost. 2019 LSU, all right? You give you, Let's say 2019 LSU had 2018 Joe Burrow, okay? And does that defense national championship good? You cut, You broke out a little bit there. Say that again. So, and, and the example is an extreme one, but it's 2019 LSU, okay? Okay. Now put 2018 Joe Burrow on that team. Are they winning at all with that 28. defense? 2018 Joe Burrow on that 2019 team? Do they have Joe Brady? Because I think that was I the think he was maker. there. I no, Joe Brady was, was not there in 18. Okay, okay. Not in 18. They hired him in 19. I got you. I got you. Well, so are you saying – I would so, say – So you're saying – what, uh, what he did in 2018. Uh, with no. what he did in 2018, yeah. You know, I mean, that's what an offense can do. We don't see it all the time because that offense was one of the best we've ever seen, frankly. I mean, just the think about the scoring they matches they got into with Alabama and with Texas. Ole Miss. Ole Miss, Ole Miss. before Ole Miss. Kiffin. Yeah, good point. Pre-Kiffin, Ole Miss. You know, and, and look, they had some teams there, but they weren't. And I think they had young Matt Corral or they had John Reese Plumley, who was just running all over the place. Sure. But but it, that's what an offense can do for you. Like if Tennessee had an offense that was in the low teens or the high 20s instead of the 30s, you know what I mean? Yeah. With last year's offense, something like that. Think about what it can ha- what can happen. Look at the Alabama game. And what we thought they were supposed to be, you know. Yeah. Um, just imagine if you get a couple stops and you don't let Stetson Bennett roll outside on you for a touchdown and yeah. throw up the the cell phone signal. You know, yeah. think about those things. If you can prevent some of that crap from happening, uh, that's that's the value in an offense. That's that's the the reason the game has changed the way that it has. Yeah, I think I think the formula for us is pretty simple. You don't. I don't think you have to be aggressive in your offensive play call. I think you just got to do enough to generate the chains moving. You, I don't even think you necessarily need the deep shot, which is what we've said so much in so many of our games. Alabama, you got to hit the deep shot. Georgia, you got to hit the deep shot. You know, you know, the Florida, you got you got to hit this. I don't think mm-hmm. you have to here. I, I really, really don't. Jalen Wright hasn't said that he's opting out or he's not playing. He 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 has. He's he's not he, playing. Rip. It, well, it was quiet, but he's not playing. What kind of Tennessee fan? I, so we got Dylan Sampson and Cameron Seldon in the backfield. We do. I feel okay with that. I feel really good about that. I, that um, does not bother me. Uh, so uh, out on the edge, we're going to be dealing with Chaz Nimrod, Squirrel White, Jacob Warren, McAllen Castles. I'm not hating this. I'm not hating this. Cade Mays. Mincy's back, Keurig's back. I'm not hating this. I'm if not the, hating it, man. If the tempo can get going and you can generate three, four, five, four, five, six, five, four, nine, you know, whatever, and you just put the drives together, which I think that you can do. No, don't get me wrong. Or no, no, will I be surprised if we do something, you know, straight Tennessee? But I, I, I think there's a multiple ways that you can win this game if you're Tennessee, running up the score, playing keep away. If, if if I was like, we're not going to let you touch, touch the ball, Tennessee can turn around and be like, fine, when we have it, we ain't going to let you do that either. So yeah. it's it's almost like the what I said with Washington and Texas. Washington's like, you name your style of play. We'll do it. We'll do it. If I'm Tennessee and going, I'm like, how how y'all want to play this? Because I feel pretty good. I mean, D. Yeah. Williams is probably on punt return. I, I'm 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 feeling good. Of course, they got a, a good one as well. Cooper DeGene, I believe, White Boy. Uh, if he's baller. healthy, he might be hurt. I, I believe he might be hurt. Last I heard, he's transferring to Duke to play basketball. 
but <laughs> oh there's man, just, there's just too many things. You know, if if you had if you had nobody behind Jabari Small and Jalen Wright, but you do. If you didn't have the guys on the edge like you do, if you, you know, if if Nico gets hurt or if you had Cade Mays opting out and you had Mincy declaring and all this stuff and they're opting out, the only real opt-outs you got are Joe, Jabari Small, who's it's I think this is injury. I think I think his injury has a lot yeah. to do with this. Yeah. Jalen Wright, that one stinks. But and then outside of that, it's your secondary who I mean. Is that really a issue? Is that is that a problem? I mean, those guys are so susceptible. It might be time to let somebody else do this thing. And again, I'll go back to what I said. What a great game for these guys to get playing time in. I I, I just there's just too many there's too much on this roster that. And I'm looking at Iowa going, Deacon Hill. Okay, you got a 49% completion percentage. You've thrown five touchdowns on the year and six picks, and you've been sacked 20 times. Okay. Seen enough, and I don't think this game is 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 played on a stat sheet, but I do think stats indicate some things, and I think that we can generate some Deacon Hill turnovers, whether it be fumbles, picks, whatever, turnover on downs, whatever. We absolutely should, man. We we absolutely should. We haven't even talked about their leading receiver is in the. 200s. I mean, there's just so many things that that line up for you to win this game, and to do so, like you're saying, when you don't have your quarterback and your your RB one, some of your secondary that you've all complained about, and you know, again, I think losing to Mary McDonald and Wesley Walker are two of the worst losses in this portal issue in this portal class for right now. Not to mention Kamal Haddon, who's been hurt, but yeah. it just sets up two nice for you. Yeah. So. LaShawn Williams, they're they're starting running back. 164 carries, 804 yards. Good for almost five yards a carry. Okay. He's a load. 5'10, 208. That's that that's a load. That's a problem. But you found the end zone once. That tells me you can't that tells me if you do get into the red zone, you you can't finish. Yeah. So, and then you've got stat lines. Oh, where did it go? I just had it. Looking at his games. So he did really well against Nebraska, 16 for 111. And then he was 16 for 54 against Illinois. I'm, I, what I'm doing by pointing this out is just trying to find some kind of limelight for them. Here you go, Wisconsin, 25 carries, 174 yards. All right, man. Western Michigan, 12 carries, 145 yards. Could he be a problem for us? Yes. Do I think he will be? Not if you do what I'm telling you to do, where you just, you just, you don't allow this. You, you, you stack the box and say, I dare you to throw it. I dare you. Gosh, I dare you. 11 carries for 13 yards against Minnesota. Minnesota? Minnesota? Five and seven, Minnesota. Six yeah. and seven, excuse me, Minnesota. Yeah. So, I mean, he had some breakouts. So, he like the, like the 12 for 145 against Western Michigan, but then he's got 12 carries for 38 yards against Michigan State. Who is Michigan State this year? Not good. Terrible. 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 And I, we've said it once, we've said it a thousand times, transitive, prop, transitive property does not exist. But our defense is better than a lot of those. 100%. It could come down to, do we not want to be there? 
you know, that, that could play out, you know, but hopefully you've got a mentality in a Cade maze. Who's like, Nope, not, we're not doing this. We're not going to, we're not going to come down here and mess around. We're going to come down and get a win. So yeah, uh, I want to end it by, by asking you this, because I think that 2024 is not a make or break season for Hypel, but it's, very indicative of who he is. You know, this is going to be his his dudes now at this point. So a handful of recruiting classes underneath his belt. Roster management is is probably the the, the term that we should use if, since you now have to include the portal and NIL and, and, and all this stuff. So if if Hypel loses this game, What kind of trajectory does that put him on? What kind of off-season conversation are we having? Are we dismissing it and saying, you know what, it was a bowl game, it was a Citrus Bowl, nobody cares, nobody cares about the Bulls, we're going to a 12-team playoff, or is it, bro, Iowa and that terrible offense, we couldn't generate generate enough points to outscore Iowa? What is it? Bowls have never meant less, but with the opponent being as bad at one half, one third of the game as they are, you, I think you have to be a little more serious about it. I don't think it's great when you cared last year because you had a good 10 win year and you went, you beat Clemson. Uh, you could have done it if they made all their field goals. You'd still beat them. You know what I mean? You played a great yeah. game for the most part against Clemson. I don't think it's a, something where you can just say, well, we lost to Iowa. So what? Look, this, this should be the launch of start, something pretty special with Nico. I mean, we don't land quarterbacks like that all the time around here anymore. You know, we need to make the most of it, for goodness sake. What doesn't set up great and what concerns me near the most, yeah, probably the most for this bowl game, it's near the top of the concerns for 2024, is what are the receivers going to do? What are they going to do to make me forget about some of their issues this year where we didn't have the separation, we didn't take the deep shots, we didn't catch – the football when that is your job outside of blocking. Those are the questions that I'm going to have for this game. Certainly for next year, you know, I like the addition of, of Razzle from Tulane. I like what he could bring. I like the guys that we're bringing in. I'm a big fan of Mike Matthews. I think he'll be a very special player for us. I'm not sure if he'll do it next year because we haven't seen many young receivers do it yet. Yeah. So I don't think you can totally throw it away. Uh, I do think 2024 is, is very important for Josh Hopple. I don't think I think you've just got yourself a coach. If if you roll out and you go eight and four, maybe an ugly nine and three, if that's even possible, meaning you beat somebody that you shouldn't, but maybe you lose to, you know, Kentucky or I don't know, Arkansas. You lose something you don't need to lose. You got what I'm saying? Yeah. I think I, I think if you do those things and you go an ugly eight and four, an ugly nine and three again, I think you've just got a coach. I think if you can roll out a ten and two, I don't know that you'll do better because you're going to Georgia. Yeah, you're hosting Alabama, but got to love what they return. Um, you know, I think 10 and 2 might be the ceiling as of right now. Uh, again, kind of like we talked about at times for this year. Um, but I still think that's special because it's not happened very, very recently. And he's the first one to do it since former. So I think that would be special. I think that would be a great sign and, you know, an indicator that you're probably going to push the playoff, you know, during Nico's career. I think an Iowa loss does not send you in the right trajectory to do those things. I think it. I, I think completely. it. I think it does some does some damage. Agree. You know, we are a we are a tarnished uh, fan base, right? 
We are yeah. <laughs> ball battered syndrome for a lot of us. I think you have to win this game. I, I, I'm not yeah. saying it's a must win by anything, but I think it's I think it's really important to win this game, especially to get off on the right foot next season. <clears throat> it's a it's a really bad look. I think if you lose this game. I'm not saying it's high risk, high reward in that sense, as in, you know, it does more damage if you lose it as it does good if you win. I think it's just really important that you win this because of the status of Iowa, who they are. And going into the offseason, nine and four is a whole lot better than eight and five. You want to absolutely get to get to nine wins. Uh, I wish it was 10, but get get to nine wins. Handle this game. I, I, listen, respect to Iowa. They won their division. Did what they had to do to win their division. But I think this is an, an inferior opponent. And I pray to God they don't, you know, just outright disappoint me. Which a part of me is anticipating just because of the crap that we've been through. So go out, handle business, and I think I think if you don't do that, if you lack the ability to get up for this game with with the guys and the leadership that you have coming back, Joe on the sideline that you mentioned, I'm going to say that starts at the top. I'm going to say that starts at the top, and then someone say that's indicative of Heupel. That, that, that's on him. Like you got you got to do the things to to get them ready and prepared, and and to create the desire inside of inside of them to want to play this game. So nonetheless, nine and four, whole lot better, put you on a much better proje- uh, trajectory for the 24 season going in, you know, hosting UTC and then playing Charlotte, uh, playing, excuse me, playing NC state in Charlotte. You want to get this win here. And plus it's months, months before you get to strap it up again. Spring ball is not the same as game. It's not the same. So don't leave us with that taste in the mouth. And I, and, I, and I will end by saying this. I want Nico to do well. I really do. But at the same time, I would love to win this game on the ground and, and minimally through Nico, just so we don't have all the absolute psycho ball fans. Oh, my God. Do you, Nico, did you see what? Basically what we did with Joe and Clemson. Yep, that's not a bad point at all. I like that. So, well, we're at the end of this thing. You have any other closing comments on this puppy? <sighs> nah, man, just go get this dub. And like you said, carry some momentum because you're bringing a lot of the guys back. You've got some nice freshmen coming in as well. Go build something special and do it starting on the first, leading to the end of the 2024 season. There you go. Because it's fun. Well, in this way, because it's out of pure fun, give me a stat line for Nico when the game is over. Nico, I think, is going to go 20 for 28, 225, touchdown to pick. One touchdown, one pick? Yep. Okay. He's also going to run for about 30, I think. He's going to get some (laughs) yards on the ground. Okay. I think that'll actually be critical for the game, to be honest with you. But he's going to get some yards on the on the ground. Okay, I'm going to go 17 for tw- 17 for 27. I'm going to go 219 in yards. I'm going to go two touchdowns and one int. One int. 
The worst case scenario, I'll tell you this, worst case scenario for this game is he gets hurt. Yeah, absolutely. You ain't kidding, man. I mean, forget the bowl game at that point. I don't care. Just call the game if he gets hurt. Oh, my gosh. End it. End it. I don't want to see or hear anymore. Hey, that's going to bring us to the end of this. Thank you guys so much for hanging out uh, on this Orange Cast edition Pandemonium Reigns. Again, if you listen to the other episode, we hope that you have had a wonderful Christmas, that you got a um, awesome New Year planned with your family. Uh, we hope that you have all the things that you want and desire for this holiday season and for this upcoming year. Here is to the Vols going 12-0 in 2024 and national champions. We love you guys. Make sure you like and subscribe. God bless. Go Vols. Give me out.